Craft Beer Radio, episode 38, April 24th, 2006. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show for craft beer. And the craft brewing industry. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. You don't like what I did that and because you're not sure whether I'm going to get it I didn't it know not. if you were going to hand it off to me or not. Yeah, so. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Well, this week we're doing My Box. My Box. I only got three beers, so it's going to be a quicker show. We're recording this right after, or just a couple days after we recorded the last show because Greg is going to Japan. Right. Uh, it's, not only do we only have three beers, we don't have any email, we don't have any news. So it's pretty much right into the show. Business. We don't have any business either, really, do we? Not really. Uh, we can do the normal business. You can always email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. We love to get feedback from our listeners. You can vote for you can vote for us at Podcast Alley and uh, go to podcastalley.com and leave a comment there. Yeah, we have a proper map where you can put a little pin on where you live and see other Craft Beer Radio listeners. You can write to our uh, blog, put a post in our blog. Which is just our website. There's mm-hmm. comments you can post on each show. And you can tell a friend about Craft Beer Radio. Spread the word. Get some more listeners. We want to grow. Grow is what we want to do. All right. You can brew your own Craft Beer Radio beer. And send it all to us. And send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to say anything about going to Japan? Uh, I'm going to Japan. Okay. It's going to be lots of fun, I think. Yeah. April 27th through May 7th. So we will not be doing a show... The week after this, because I will be out of town, but the way that Jeff Gessie shows up, I don't think that'll matter. <laughs> oh, is that a rip? Of, how long is it taking me to edit? No, not at all. Okay. Okay, so we're doing the My Box. This is a German lager style beer. Uh, we've talked about Bach beers in the past. We taste a Double Box, which is a really roasty, dark, mm-hmm. full-bodied beer. These My Box are a lot more golden in color. Um, they tend to have a strong malt aroma. There's a Low to none hop aroma. Uh, These are lagered, so uh, they are... Should have good clarity. Head mm-hmm. retention may be impaired by the higher than average alcohol content. That's it. The alcohol on these things go from 6 to 7.5%, so a little bit higher than your average German lager. Or lager, as my alter ego on the extreme beer show would say. <laughs> this can be thought of as a strong version of a Munich Hellas as well. The serving of a Mywalk is specifically associated with the springtime and the month of May. Now, what exactly... I mean, we did the Hellas before, and actually my friend uh, Shane uh, got a, a bunch of Hellas beer, and he was trying to ask me, what, what is a Hellas? And I said, well, Hellas is a lager. And I started to, to run a blank. I don't have the notes in front of me, so let's see. From memory, which may not be 100% accurate, but Hellas is a, a malty beer uh-huh. um, that can be from gold to, to uh, a medium brown. Typically, a lot of the malt. Um, I did tell him it was malty. I figured it would be maltier than your standard lager, your Vienna style, or something like that. Well, Viennas are pretty malty too. I would say a Vienna and a Meritzen are probably more of the caramel roasted malt than uh, Hellas is. Okay, I didn't say I, I did say it was not as malty as a Meritzen. Okay. But I don't want to talk too much about it <laughs> on my head because I might be lying. Well, I did and say, we want, that, and we want to be known for spreading proper, correct information. I did say it's not going to be your, your pale American lager style; it's going to be maltier and then uh, darker. So this is going to be a bit fast for us, but we're jumping right into the first beer of the evening. First beer of the evening is the 
Hofbrau Maybach from Starkleek Hofbrau House, Hofbrau München in Munich, Germany. It is, I hope I got all that right. I'm sure I didn't, but uh, it's close enough, I assume. Alcohol is 7.2%. This is a spring release, uh, and their website is hofbrauhaus.de. That's H-O-F-B-R-A-E-U-H-A-U-S dot D-E. Or you can just follow to, the link on our show notes. Yeah, that'll probably be easier. And it's, it is, uh, it has a remarkable clarity, really. I mean, that lagering does certainly help that out. Uh, it's a sort of a, a, a dark orange, amber. Almost orange. Uh, with a, yeah, amber is, is probably a good, you know, it looks like an amber. Okay. Like real, like amber, like you would find. Yeah, the clarity the is really somewhere. cool. I'm seeing a mirror image of Greg through my glass. <laughs> and it's got a nice head that's retaining there. And it has that uh, noble aroma. Yeah. I was trying to debate whether that was a noble aroma or a lightstruck aroma, but I think it's just noble. I think noble. it's just noble from, from the smell. I mean, the skunk would be a lot more prevalent. Maybe a tad bit lightstruck. Yeah, maybe a little bit. It so, is. It is a green bottle. Oh, it's Germans. <laughs> so uh, what we're getting here is a medium mouthfeel, um, medium carbonation. It it German lager. Yeah, I you mean, know, when you think of a German lager, that's the mouthfeel. It's a smooth. It, and, it's a smooth lager um, with because it has that kind of rolling velvety texture to it, which you would really expect from a good, from well-made German lager. It's got um, a, a decent amount of hot bite, but not an incredible amount, with uh, some good malt uh, backbone there. Mostly getting the back of my tongue type deal. Typical for lagers. It's finishing pretty clean. Not much aftertaste. As was recommended, let this sit a bit if it's a little light struck. We've seemed to notice that it gets airs out of the beer mm-hmm. if it is light struck um, either it airs out or your tongue gets used to it and kind of throws it away it's, it's yeah. one of those two options yeah see right now i think the aroma smells better mm-hmm. than it did when we first poured the bottle getting a lot more of that roast than we did before or not not roast because when i say just plain roast you think poor yeah. you're getting a um kind of not quite care. Bis- biscuity? Kind of a, is it a biscuity type malt? It's kind of a tangy biscuity because it really does mix with the hops well. I kind of I taste the hops and the and the malt at the same time, whereas usually they're kind of disparate. In this case, I do kind of taste them pretty much together, and it's really actually a pretty well done because I don't taste that very often. Yeah, I would say that the malt. I think biscuity is the word I was looking for. It's not the malty. It's not the caramel normal. It's it's a little bit of a I'm trying to think of a better way to describe it, but bready, yeasty. Bready, I mean, a toasty bread, maybe a little yeah. bit of a toast to it. It's not, yeah. It's not a dark car. It's not a dark roast. It's not a caramel. It's sort of um, it's a light amount of sugar that, like, you would get from basic Maillard action on a on a piece of bread. I'm picking up some of the Toasty. alcohol in this beer now. As I breathe in over my tongue, definitely getting some evaporating alcohol. This one's at seven point two percent. This is the Hofbräu Maybach. Not getting as much alcohol as you, well. <laughs> I say that, and then all of a sudden it hits me. <laughs> yeah, the, the alcohol is coming, I think, not as you breathe breathe in, but as you breathe out. Okay. And. I mean, it's not as much as an Imperial Stout or a Barley no, Wine. No, no, it's, it's not going to hit you the same way. 
but it, it does have more alcohol than your standard lager. I had the uh, Spaten Maybach at Mad Max a couple weeks ago. How was that? It was pretty good. I, I, if I remember correctly, it was better than this. It's hard to compare. This is a bottle. That was a fresh draft. And mm. uh, I'm wondering if they still have it. Maybe we should call afterwards <laughs> head down there. Now, in the bottle, they say this is Munich's first Maybach. Uh, in 1614, the famous Maybach was brewed for the first time. Brewing Maybach in Bavaria was a privilege, they spelled privilege wrong, <laughs> of the Duke of Bavaria till 1818. Unless, it, unless it's actually spelled privilege. Don't think it is. Munich citizens enjoyed this amber-colored, delicious beverage, especially in springtime. Since they only make it in the spring, that would make sense. We mentioned before that the word Bach means billy goat in German, mm-hmm. and a couple of different theories on what the name comes from, but it seems like the most prevalent is that these beers are typically brewed under the zodiac sign of the Capricorn. Ah. Uh, so that's where you get the goat from. The goat. Sign the goat. And on our, this beer, you see there's a big old ram yep. on the front. Mm-hmm. The What's lady. your opinion on zodiac signs? Uh... Whatever. No opinion. <laughs> Do you have a yes or a no? I mean, is it... A no. Okay. It's a, it's a definite no. Definite. Yeah. There's nothing to it whatsoever. As a good skeptic would be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just, just, just curious, because some people, I've found that some people who... um. So some people actually really do subscribe to that. Otherwise rational people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't want to insult anybody who's listening who may be a big Zodiac person. I mean, you believe what you want to believe, but... Well, my wife is um, six, six months to the day our birthdays are apart. I was born December 20th. I was born on the winter solstice. She was born on the summer solstice. Oh, really? So that's more of a pagan thing, I guess, than a Zodiac thing. <laughs> Is is that bad? Is that like diametric opposites? Yeah, you're supposed to be like two thirds away. The zodiac, I think, pairings is like two thirds of the way around. Okay. So you want you know one third either way type thing. I just, I just look at circle. it like your birthday is supposed to be a big thing of of who you're going to be, right? Two people share the same birthday: Adolf Hitler and George Takei. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Doesn't seem like they're quite the same people. I think it has a lot to do with the environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Environmental effects. It's good. It's a good beer. It's kind of another one that's a little bit difficult to subscribe or describe because there's not a billion different flavors in it. It's a clean, crisp, yeah. slightly biscuity lager with a decent hop bite. To give you an example, we started with we started in our pre-show with the West Mall uh Trappist Double. And that had a lot of different flavors that we could come out and describe because it had like a dark fruit, had sugary, had a roasty. It had a car- well, definitely, you know, toasted caramel type mm-hmm. flavor to it. Yeah. This style is just a lot more cleaner. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a more of a drinker, if you will. <laughs> it's not meant for, yeah, it's not meant for sipping. It's more meant for gulping. It's, um, what's the word? Um. Chugomatic? No, no. There's a, there's a German phrase for uh, fellowship and friendship at the bar. Um, Farfik Nugent. No. <laughs> Galistic. Kalishnikov. No. You're just insulting people now, Greg. Come on. I'm bad. I'm a bad, bad person. <laughs> 
Oh, I forget the name. That word for German fellowship and drinking. <laughs> it, it is a good... Uh, yeah, I would like to go to the bar with a bunch of friends and have you know some of these. Might be a little bit... It's not quite a session beer, though. It's 7.2%. No, no. So. But, you know, you have three or four of these with friends, and for, by the end of it, you'll be pretty... Pretty happy, and everyone will be at it at the same time. You'll enjoy a nice beer. Okay, the reason we drank the German one first is because we wanted to compare the German one to these two American styles. The first of the Americans is the Blonde Double Maybach. By the way, that one was the Hofbrau Maybach, just in case people were... Out of Munich, Germany. Looking for that. The Blonde Double Maybach from Stout's Brewing Company in Allentown, Adamstown, PA. This is probably one of our most controversial breweries because every time I get a beer from it, someone comments that it's only available in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. <laughs> we, we apologize, but they do have a Maybach, and so there you go. Not many... And I really like this Maybach, so... <laughs> it, it's funny because, and we have talked about this ad nauseum over the past couple of shows, all the big breweries, or at least a lot of the breweries, are doing hoppy, hoppy, hoppy beers. I love it when a brewery is going to... We're going to brew a Maybach, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. go a little bit outside of the box and brew something that maybe it's not going to sell all that great, but people who are really beer connoisseurs will really enjoy. 7.0% alcohol by volume. Again, this is a spring release, March through May. Stoutsbeer.com, S-T-O-U-D-T-S beer.com. It's a lighter amber color. I uh, wouldn't say it's, it's not... It's kind of a more hmm, light tangerine-ish. This beer uses noble hops and two-row malt. doesn't say if it uses any specialty malts, but I think it would have to use some... Well, that's pretty blonde. I would still think it has to be a little bit of Munich or something in there, though. It's got a whiter head than the other than uh, the Hofbrau does. You know, the, the Hofbrau had kind of a, a more mm, yellowish head. This has a more white head. Uh, it almost it smells kind of I wouldn't not cinnamon but uh, clovey. Yeah, I'd say clove. I think that, uh, this beer is a bit hoppier than some than than the uh, Hofbrau Maybach, and it's using noble hops. So you're getting a little bit of hop aroma from some zots, or maybe some um, pearl, maybe. Yeah, because there's definitely a, a real spicy hop aroma here. A yeah, different, a it's different an interesting aroma. aroma. It's 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 subtle. You really have to take a whiff to smell it. But when you swirl around a bit, once you get it in your nose, it, it's a really nice smelling beer. Yeah, I'd say clove is, is probably the closest to it. It's kind it, of a spicy, kind of a little bit of floweriness to yeah. it too. Clove and flower. Uh, does it really come through in the beer? A little, um, mostly around the sides of your tongue. You kind of get. Kind of a a sharpness, I'd say, from some of the spicy, but it's not quite as malty as the yeah. Hofbrau. It has a lighter mouthfeel and less carbonation than the Hofbrau does. It um has less of that that um that lager yeast character too. It's a little less of that. Um, how do I want to describe it? Both Greg and I aren't natural lager drinkers. We had to come around to liking lagers. Mm-hmm. And in some poor examples of lagers, you get that, that metally taste, that lager twang we called it before. Yeah. The Hofbrau had a little bit of that. This one has less, I think. Yeah, I'm not really tasting that at all. What I am tasting, though, is... 
have to keep swallowing it to see if I can. It's very fleeting, yeah. right? Whatever you're trying to get, it's very fleeting right after you swallow it. It's subtle. It's it's a subtle thing that's there as kind of um, picks up your tongue briefly and then just kind of goes away. It's it's an interesting take on the flavor because it really it it, it invites you to drink more of it because you want more of that flavor. Greg is searching the elusive flavor of the Mybok. He's stalking the flavor. Huh. <laughs> and it escaped from his grasp. It's almost... Everything I can come up to think of is is a negative, but it's not See, negative. I'm not tasting any negatives at all. No, it's not negative at all. But every, every, every time I try you to think of... You know how you said of, clove before? Yeah. Now, this does not taste like a spiced Christmas beer no, or anything. No, no. There's a... Instant where the flavor is a bit cinnamony, mm-hmm. clovey. It, it, I'm trying to. The thing is that I'm trying to come up with something, and things flash in my mind like maybe like buttery pie crust, vegetable butter. But is there some diacetyl? It is not. But I don't taste diacetyl. I don't really taste that. So it, it, you know, it's things that would normally be a negative, but they're not negatives. It's just these things that these flavors that are coming across flash in my mind. I always think. Pumpkin pie without pumpkin pie. I think there might be a touch of diacetyl in here. When you said buttery, it, it's it's a combination of very subtle flavor and some mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. And in the style guide here for flavor, it says, okay, it doesn't have anything under flavor, but aroma, it mentions uh, aroma such as diacetyl or fruity ester should be low to none. So I think it might be... A, Pinch, giving you some of that wetness, some yeah. of that uh, slickness that some the beer the, has. You know, it has that umami. It has that fifth taste. Are you not familiar with umami? I've heard of it before, but I'm blanking right now. There are actually, you know, you hear that there are four tastes. There are actually five tastes. There's bitter. There's sour. There's sweet. There's um, what's that? salty. Salty no. and bitter, aren't they the same thing? No. No. Bitter, sour, salty, sweet, and there's the fifth one, which is umami, which is actually called umami. Uh, it's a Japanese term for, really, the, the best expression uh, that comes close to it is savory. Okay. And this has that umami. It has that kind of savory quality, like when you're eating a, a, a big chunk of steak, that savory feeling you get. It's not, not bitter. It's not sour. It's not sweet. It's not salty, but it is... Unctuous. It is savory. <laughs> mm, yeah. Umami. Umami. That's, and that's what this has. It has that umami in it. I think that okay. maybe it's diacetyl, but it, it, it's that flavor. It's that flavor coming through. And that's why it's so hard to describe it, is that it's not really analogous to other stuff. That's it. they got to rewrite the whole BJCP style guide now. Because <laughs> it doesn't mention umami at all. <laughs> got to add it. When I look that up, that's, I believe it's just U-M-I-M-I. I'm sorry, U-M-A-M-I. Umami. Now, I'm really enjoying this beer. That scrumptiousness. It, it, it's clean. It's mm-hmm. it's not quite as clean as and crisp as a pilsner, but I mean, it's it's there. There's some enjoyable flavor to go with it. It's inviting, and you got to wash that in the beer. The seven percent alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you do. Like, you know, we haven't talked about what food this would go with. I mean, I can see what this going with barbecue. With, with a you know an outside, and you're cooking up some barbecue chicken yeah, or some bar- burgers chicken. or something. I, like I that. was thinking you know 
chicken, not barbecued too, um, but barbecued chicken definitely. Um, I don't think it's really enough to cut through ribs or beef or no, anything. No, probably not. No, but like a barbecued chicken, you know, rotisserie chicken that's getting on there. For well, a since it's hours. German, you know what came to my head, and you know, not people are going to have experience with it, but rabbit, hmm. pfeffer. or not necessarily pfeffer because that's a pretty strong dish. But I mean, rabbit's very similar to chicken, but more gamey. Yeah, it's a little gamey. And, it's a, it's a softer meat. Doesn't quite. I mean, chicken doesn't have a lot of flavor anyway. But because when I was thinking, what goes with this? First two things that went through my head were rabbit and squirrel. <laughs> I've never had squirrel, <laughs> but I have had and enjoyed rabbit before. So I can see rabbit definitely being on that list. Okay. Peter Cottontail, mm, you taste good with this. <laughs> I mentioned. I'm sure I mentioned all the crazy foods I had in Japan, right? Yeah, horse and whale, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you find on the platter this time. <laughs> we'll see. Horse, whale, uh, uh, clam, that, that you know, it's almost always cooked, but I had it in the one place you could eat it raw. I had some sushi the other day, what or actually a couple weeks ago. Up by Mariani's Pleasure Bar on 19, there's the Ichiban Steakhouse. And uh, that at, place is... At lunch, they have um, this little sushi platter type lunch deal right. and i had some different kinds of sushi i don't know the guys that were with knew more about it and they thought it was a pretty good place to go so i don't know if you know a schnob like you would <laughs> like it or not being, um, being as how they, i am kind of a sushi schnob as you say mm-hmm. uh yeah i would generally go to a place that um that it come, it gets fresh fish every day uh that you can talk to the sushi chef and ask him what's good okay take a look at the fish before you do it it's right out there in a platter before you look at it it's generally not going to be good Okay. And you remember, we're in Pittsburgh. We're landlocked. Well, for the most part. I mean, we got way, way over there. We got some water, but we're not going to get a <laughs> like lot Yuri of... Like Sushi. Yeah. mm yum. We're not going to get a lot, of, uh, a lot of fresh fish our way unless people they really had some spend kind money of, on it. I think it was a jalapeno yellowtail something or another okay. as an appetizer, and so they ordered it. And the, the waiter's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's spicy. There was nothing to it. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Yeah, that's too bad. That's I mean, the, yeah, if you put a bunch of wasabi on it, it's spicy. But. <laughs> I, you know, I love fish so much, and I live in a place that doesn't get a lot of a great selection of fish, particularly very fresh fish. Mm-hmm. Just because, and if they do, it's expensive, and that makes sense because in order to get the fresh fish here, it has to be shipped and within like a couple hours thrown out there, and then bought within a couple hours, or else. Oh, really? That yeah. quick? Oh, exactly. So it has to be like flown out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Most of the time, like I know Kiku. They have somebody drive up to New York every two days to get fish. Oh, okay. Every two days, drive up to New York, get it from the plane, and drive down. Huh. Wow. Kiku is a sushi restaurant uh, downtown. Is that a big burrito restaurant? Hmm? Is that a no. big burrito? No, it's not. Oh, Umi. Umi is, yeah. yeah that's, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Once you cut it up, it'll last about... A day under the right conditions. Okay. That's it. Well, next time I'm out on the coast, like New York City or something. <laughs> oh, if you're I'll out be... on the coast, yeah, I mean, all, all our friends... I mean, I'm going to have to try some good sushi, though. Yes. You know. All our friends on the coasts uh, are in great shape. And when I'm in Japan, oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, one of the great things is uh, you may have seen those little... those People who eat sushi a lot know what I'm talking about. They're uh, round orange balls. They're basically... They're, they're salmon roe. And when you eat them, especially in the U.S., 
they when eaten they explode they kind of pop and they pop with this sort of salty brine well in japan well that's when you get them in the u.s they've been frozen and that's why they get salty in japan they're sweet it's not salty Okay. It's so good. <laughs> I could I could eat spoonfuls of this stuff. It's amazing, and I don't I don't like it here in America. But is that uh, kind of like the the salmon eggs you can buy for fishing bait? <laughs> actually, it's exactly the same thing. Is it? Mm-hmm. They the, what they, what pink they are, and orange. <laughs> what they are is they're cured in soy sauce, so they're a little bit, uh, they're a little bit darker orange. Okay, interesting. So the um, that was the. Uh, Stout's double Stout's, blonde Maybach. Stout's double blonde Maybach. This is the Dead Guy Ale from Rogue, and this is classified as a, as a Maybach. Ale, Maybach you say? Guy. Dead Guy Ale, you say, Greg? That's what it's called. Yes, it's it's an interesting beer. We're uh, putting it in here just to kind of judge it and compare it against, because Rogue's website claims it's an ale because they use, or they claim it's a Maybach because they use the Maybach malt and hops. But they use their proprietary Pac-Man yeast, which is nail yeast. So it's a it's a lager style beer, but it's a high, it was hybrid converted with nail yeast. Do they lager it? I do not know. I mean, that could that would be what you would. I mean, from what I learned, if you want to call it a true lager, it needs to be lagered. Well, it depends on who you talk to. I more. Centered on the uh, species of yeast on which is what it's called, not how it's stored after fermentation and during fermentation. Doesn't quite have the same kind of clarity. No, but it. No, it's filtered too, so it just doesn't have the same kind of clarity to it. It's well, a, we, well, you can't really make that assumption, can well, you? No, we can't. It doesn't have a lot of yeast in the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> it's a um, a little bit darker than the uh, than the Hofbrau, I'd say. Yeah. So it's a little more of a. Orange tan. And just yeah, just a bit cloudier. It's not like it's it's not like it's uh, not transparent. You can still see through it, but it's a little bit refractory. On the aroma, we're getting a ton of caramel yes. malt. Considerable amounts of malt. Just a bit of hoppiness too. Like I mean, the aroma reminds me of an ESB or. Um, Maybe an Oktoberfest, but mostly an ESB with the kind of caramel, sweet, malty aroma in it. I'm getting a little bit of hops coming along with this. can definitely tell it's an ale yeast. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... The ester levels are higher in it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have Well, you should explain what, what that means by the ester levels being a little bit higher. Uh, it, the beer's not as clean the whole way through. Esters tend to be a fruitiness or a floweriness in the flavor. And... It just and those are derived from the yeast. Yeah, not getting tons of flowers when you drink this beer, but comparing it to the last two, the 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 mouth, the flavor, the taste of the beer is just not as clean as the other two were. I like to describe it. I know regulations know. I like to describe it based on how it feels on the tongue. The last two have been right down the center, maybe a little flaring in the side. This one is tip of the mouth, sides of the mouth, much more than on the tongue itself, which is kind of emblematic of the ale. Type of of delivery, which is, I guess, estuary quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a more light. I mean, I hate to say lively because we usually use lively when we talk about carbonation, but I mean, this beer just has more stuff going on when it's in your mouth. It's I mean, not as a clean of a flavor. This one will have less trouble, I think, describing flavors because they're more out there. 
Um, at the same time, it's just it's not as clean as the other two. Uh, and it, it is a stark difference in terms of not in quality of the beer, but in terms of my Bach. Well, I remember the style. first time I saw Dead Guy Ale classified as a Maybach, and I'm like, that cannot be right. Yeah, it has to be an amber. It has to be uh, American Pale Ale or something. It can't be a Maybach. <laughs> but you know, they call it a Maybach on their own site. You know, at least Rogue is trying something different. They're, they're not trying to brew just, you know, you're playing all hoppy ale. They're, they're doing a, a kind of semi-Maybach. Still, you know, they are Rogue Ales, right? Their, their website is RogueAles.com. Their brewery is Rogue Ales, not Rogue Lagers. So we need to look at this beer in two different ways. One, on how enjoyable it is, mm-hmm. and B, on how close it falls into the Maybach category. Right. For the second... Not so well because but, under flavor, little or no hop flavor. No, there's lots of hop flavor. There's exactly. lots of hoppiness and floweriness you're getting from this. And uh, I'm hop, not sure these hop are bitterness all is generally only high enough to balance the malt flavors to allow moderate sweetness in the finish. I'm definitely getting bitterness on the finish sides. Is bitter, bitter, maybe on on the sides of the tongue too. So it's American, you know, mm-hmm. thing of you know, more hops, yeah. better beer. <laughs> Relatively pale, strong, malty lager beer is the overall impression on this beer. And that's not what we're getting here. No, we're I'm, getting, getting, I'm getting more of a hot, but you know, but it's, it is, I will say this, it's not a hit you in the face hoppiness. There's a bit of fruitiness there. There's a bit of uh, it depends. citrusiness. If, if you talk to an Englishman. And if you just want a Maybach, it's going to hit you in the face hops. If, you're, if you talk to a German beer drinker or an Englishman, yeah. they'll probably say this is hit you in the face hoppy. Yeah, but if you compare this to, say, an IPA, an American IPA, this is subtle. I'd say this is hoppier than a lot of pale ales. American brewed, not American pale ales, but American brewed pale ales this is hoppier than sierra nevada i'd say but this isn't but like i said compare this to an ipa or something compare this to what's going around you know for the standard sure i know i mean i know how you're looking at but i'm trying to to temper it a little bit because it's um it's hoppier than i mean a pale ale is considered hoppy you know in certain maybe it's just that i'm really enjoying this because i am losing that desire for hops but at the same time here's a time when i can enjoy the hops at a you know the, the the volume on the hops is turned down compared to the other stuff that I had been drinking six months ago. Say, okay. If, if you're looking, I think this is a good beer. If you're looking for a bridge and you want to start, you you want to s- slow down your hop intake and move over to lagers, but you're not sure you can do it all the way. You know, use this as your methadone. <laughs> this would be a good mm-hmm. example. Ah. I see what you were getting at, but if you were actually looking for that intent of, you know, jumping, bridging the gaps into loggers, I would be more likely to say, try a hoppy American Pilsner, like a Victory Pilsner. So you're Pilsner. still getting a bunch of hops with that, whereas this one... But at least they're loggers. At least they're loggers. This one's a nail. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm saying, like, this is... This is kind of an interesting cross. I mean, I can see where they're going with kind of like being it somewhat like a Maybach, because it's... Got a few of those Maybachy. I would classify this as an amber. I think I'd have to too, but I can see why they'd want to call it a. Maybach. It's a big hoppy amber, kind of like the um, Anderson Valley's Boontambrail. Right, it's very similar to that, I would say. Or uh, what's the Trogues one? Uh, 
uh, Hotback Amber. Hotback, yeah. Speaking of Trogues, they uh, won that third place in the World Beer Cup. Congrats. Congratulations to Trogues. Uh, sometimes they listen to our show, so congratulations, uh, Chris and John, and Ed, if you're listening. Um, good job, guys. Congratulations. And send us a keg As of it. Jeff is drinking out of his Trogues glass, we should say. Trogues glass that I picked up at the brewery. Thank you very much. Hmm. Anything else to say about this one? We should start ranking, I guess. Yeah, yeah we're about the point where we want to rank. You want to go first this time? Yeah. Well, I mean, the obvious last one, unfortunately, just is the dead guy because it's, it's not in my box. You know, I mean, as much as we want to call it, it's enjoyable beer. But we're, we're we want to do a, a two-part ranking for the style oh, okay. and then for enjoyable. Okay. All right. All right. But um, all right. If we're doing that, then here's my style ranking. I'm gonna go with the Hope Brow. Number one. Okay, the for most accurate towards the most style. Most accurate for the style, which kind of makes sense because it is probably the most accurate for the style. Uh, then, of course, the Stouts, the uh, Maybach, which we really did enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then the Rogues, which wasn't quite a Maybach at all. Now, enjoyably, I think I had to go like Stop that. banging the stuff, man. I want, I want people to know that I'm uh, pressing moving the bottles on around. the table. Uh, this is the Stout's Maybach number one. Because remember that? That was so enjoyable, that kind right. of taste. So we couldn't quite figure out what it was, but it was kept us wanting to drink. Then I go with the Hope Brown. Once we got rid of that skunkiness, skunkiness it was really good, really delicious. And finally, not that it's a bad beer, not that I didn't enjoy it, but... You know, if I would, if I had the choice of these three, I would go with the other two before I went with this one. Okay. okay. Now, see, I'm going to be a bit of a. If I was going pure style guidelines, judging these on points, and if the Hofbrau didn't have any off flavors from the beginning to end, it'd probably have to be the best Maybach of the night. But I'm going to take the point of view of where I'm saying my favorite Maybach of the evening. I'm going to have to put the Stouts first. Okay. Hofbrau second, and then the Rogue third, because it's not on my book. Now, my favorite beers of the evening, I think I'm going to have to put the Rogue second and the Hofbrau third. I see. So, for favorite beers, it's going to be Stouts, Rogue, Hofbrau. Now, I don't want to make a habit of doing this particular ranking, because this is just because we have three. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah. It'd be too much going on with a full show, and... uh well, and the Rogue is just not on my book. Yeah. It's, they say on their side, it's brewed with their Pac-Man ale yeast. Well, then disqualified it's an amber now you're not a lager it, it's an amber with german <laughs> malt you mm-hmm. know <laughs> and continental hops right i would say that about does it for this uh, abridged episode i hope you enjoyed this shortened episode it should make it easier for me to edit it's about half the length <laughs> yay <laughs> well we'll be back in a few weeks with um some other are we doing light loggers we have light loggers we have the bell's wheat experiment Mm-hmm. And well, we just did Unibrew, so I'd rather do. Yeah, I know a couple different style shows before we get to another vertical or horse vertical. Uh, but you know, that's some of the stuff we got in the fridge, and then we'll have to go shopping for some new stuff too. Yeah. If anyone wants to suggest a style, we're all ears. If anyone wants to send us beer for a style, we're more <laughs> we're, than happy. Yeah, we're all hands. <laughs> uh, remember, if you do suggest a style, keep in mind that we do have a somewhat limited selection here in Pennsylvania. And if you're going to be in Japan next week, give Greg an email. <laughs> well, by the time you hear this. Well, you know. 
details. I will hopefully be able to bring back uh, some Japan beers, some Japan craft brews, and at the same time, we have some brews from Jeff from Australia, and we're thinking of doing kind of a combined international show. Pacific Rim show. Yeah. Oceanic show. Yeah, I don't know if that offends anyone. I don't know. So, ignorant American. But we hope that that will be somewhat enjoyable for people who most most of our listeners won't be able to touch any of these things. <laughs> but uh, still, it, it, it'll be fun to give it a shot. All right. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. If you want to send us some feedback, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com or, or leave a message comment on our website. We uh, love to hear feedback from you. And uh, send me some email while Greg's in Japan. Keep me company. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. See ya. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information. Craft Beer Radio.